Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Doula burnout is a well-known phenomenon. These last three episodes have kind of dug into some of the leading causes of that. Today is the fourth of these episodes. And today we're asking the question, what role does trauma play in doula burnout? Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits, the podcast where I answer one question about pregnancy, postpartum, or lactation. This is a space where it's safe to have questions and we're going to give you real answers. We're not going to beat around the bush or give you what we want you to know. We're going to answer in an evidence-based way. I'm Kaylee Harad, an experienced doula, mom of three, lactation counselor, and a childbirth educator. I started this work in part because of my own lack of answers in my journey of pregnancy and birth, and I'm on a mission for families to be well-informed and well-supported through this time. This is a space where you will learn about questions that you didn't even know that you should be asking and have answers to ones that you're already asking. The whole purpose here is for you to feel a bit more educated and informed and confident in this journey that often feels very new and a little bit disconcerting. If you have not already, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast so that you get updates when there are new episodes or head to our website, haraddoulaservices.com to subscribe to our email updates so that you get notifications when we have a new episode out. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back to this doula burnout series. Um, We have talked so far about the number of hours that a doula works, the fees that they charge, um, the self-care that they do, not in that order because self-care was second, fees was third, and the fourth cause being how trauma or the, the secondary trauma that doulas experience, the primary trauma that doulas experience, how that impacts burnout. Now, the other three are easier to kind of preemptively get set up in your business, right? Like you can right now, before you even are full of clients, decide that you're not going to have more than a certain number of people, right? You're, you can decide how far apart you want your, your due dates to be. You can decide um, how many hours a week are you going to work, how much are you going to charge for that work, right? What is the service going to cost um, your clients? And so those are some things you can kind of build in now to make doula burnout less prevalent for you. Trauma is tricky because it isn't usually known. Now, I will say in birth work, sometimes trauma is can be anticipated if we know some of the things that trigger that for ourselves and for our clients. So, um, for instance, I live in the D.C. area. We have 
I would say a dozen hospitals at least within an hour radius, right? Um, give or take, right? Like maybe we have a few more than that, maybe less, but like a lot. We have a good number of hospitals. The culture of birth at each of those hospitals is incredibly different. Some are very, very, very highlighting, like firm and, and um, well-versed in trauma-informed care, in patient-centered practices, right? Um, I would say that's not the vast majority of hospitals in the D.C. area, um, but in general, like our healthcare system lacks trauma-informed care, so that's not uncommon, right? Um, but certainly, it's well known in the D.C. birth community that some hospitals are more intervention-friendly, have higher C-section rates, are less respectful of client autonomy, right? Are less like inviting of doulas, welcoming to doulas, right? So there's, that is a known, that's a known thing in the birth world here. Depending on where you are, that may or may not be the case, right? Not all birth cultures are the same. They vary significantly hospital to hospital and provider to provider, right? I don't mean to say that there's not birth trauma outside of a hospital because by all means there is, right? There can be. There not there isn't always, but there can be. So, um so on the one hand, let's say you know a hospital in your area is well known for for not listening to patients, right? Or for manipulation or for um kind of doctor um, overreach or something like that, right? Then I would, I would venture to say, <laughs> if you know that, and you're going into that hospital, that you have a pretty good sense that it's possible that you'll witness some trauma, right? Or that you'll at least witness some like gaslighting, right? Um, and that's what I mean when I say sometimes you can sort of anticipate that it might be there. That means in those scenarios, you, you have a couple choices. Like you can choose to not attend births at those places, right? You can also choose to not, to kind of like have your pre-birth ritual include a way for you to handle that trauma, right? But the biggest thing I think in, in that scenario is that you're able to walk in fully aware of what the situation might be which already helps significantly in reducing the impact of the trauma on you as the doula, okay? Now, there's lots of different camps of trauma that can happen in this space, in this time of birth and postpartum. One is treatment of, from the care team, right? So that's kind of what I'm talking about when I talk about hospital cultures and patient-centered um, care and things like that. Um, another is um, actual emergencies, right? Like actual things that play out in the midst of birth that, that you can't possibly anticipate. Things like a hemorrhage, things like, um, you know, fetal distress, fetal demise, like a loss of a pregnancy, right? Those kinds of things are devastating and traumatic and never anticipated, right? Like that's not, I mean, I don't mean never, like there is sometimes you know that that is possible because you have a higher risk factor or something like that, but it's not really known until you're in that scenario, right? Like even if you're a high risk person for some, one of the conditions, one of the issues, one of the emergencies, the, still the hope is that that's not going to happen, right? Um, and so 
what I want you to think about is kind of twofold. One is, do you want to have particular boundaries around how you avoid trauma? Whether that is not going to places that you know are trauma-filled birth scenarios, um, or not working with certain provider teams, or um, setting really good boundaries about like what you're, you want your client families to look like or be like or whatever. Um, and also thinking through what the like kind of post care would be if you do experience some of that more like unexpected medical trauma in the midst of a birth or a postpartum time, right? And again, just like with everything in life and in this work, I can't tell you exactly what that should look like. But if it's something like a loss, like I've supported a stillbirth, I've supported miscarriage, I've supported um, some very emergent, terrifying birth scenarios, and it always requires some level of processing and counseling from me, from on my side, right? On top of, of course, the trauma that my clients are experiencing and feeling and the way that I'm encouraging them to have processing space and time, etc. So, um, so I think having that as an expectation is really important when you work in a field like this that does hold slightly higher risk of that happening and also setting yourself up with firm boundaries to help kind of mitigate whatever you can in terms of trauma, okay? Now, trauma-informed care is a super big part of what I do. I will kind of dive into that more in future episodes, but for the sake of this series, I just wanted to kind of touch on it because I think it can be a surprise when people experience it for the first time and are like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can keep doing this, right? And it is something that I see sometimes sort of be the the last straw in doula work when when other factors have already been kind of wearing on you or also when you're just like, that was terrible and so I really need to have some space and decide how much proximity I can have to this like secondary trauma that can be a part of this work, right? Um, so, so I do want you to consider it, think through what you think that might look like for you and how you wanna function as a doula and also um, start to think through what would it look like if you experienced unexpected emergency kind of medical trauma with your client or your client's family and what sort of support could you have for yourself around that, okay? Um, there are still a couple more spots left in my free masterclass. I wanna make sure that you have a chance to sign up if you have not yet done so. I'm gonna be diving into the three most important pillars to getting your business sustainable and successful as you're starting out as a doula. It is on March 7th at 12 noon Eastern time. There'll be a replay for a whole week just in case babies come on that day and you can't come in person. Um, but attending live is gonna give you a chance to have some kind of interface with me and ask questions and have a little bit more interaction. So that is my preference. That is what I encourage you to do. Um, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for that. I really do um, encourage you to, to grab your spot soon because it is going to be maxed out. Um, and so I can't have more than 100 folks and I want you to be one of those 100. So please do jump on that link um, and sign up before the spots are all gone. So until next time, I wish you well-informed, consent-filled doula experiences. Thank you.
This has been Kaylee Daly, Doula Tips and Tips. I'm so glad that you were here joining us today. I am not your medical provider, and so all of this information is intended to be educational and entertainment. Please use it as such. And if you have questions about your own medical health or need recommendations from your own provider, please do speak to them. This is not intended to replace them in any way. We are so happy that you are here joining us in this walk through pregnancy, postpartum, and lactation. Please take a second to like and subscribe, leave a positive review. That is how other families get to hear about us and get to learn from all the answers that we have here on this podcast. As always, I would really love to connect with you. I love answering questions. I know that you know that because you are here, but I would love to hear what your questions are. So if I have not yet answered them on the podcast, I would love to add them to the list of questions to be answered. Please do reach out to me on Instagram or via email kaylee at haraddoulaservices.com so that I can answer whatever question you have and so that I can hear the feedback that you have about the podcast. Until we meet again, I wish you well-informed, consent-filled birth and postpartum experiences.